Welcome to Pressure Points. I'm Gene Munster. Our topic is Google earnings. Before we jump into the Pressure Point, which is their search business, I wanted to talk a little bit about the results and another important topic, which is related to their cloud business. So as for the results, they exceeded revenue expectations by a percent, earnings by about 3%. Their search business was just a little bit below expectations. They missed by 0.3%. And as of this recording, shares are trading down 5.5% in after hours. It had a bottomed out at about 6.5%. And the reason is related to some of the commentary from the Outlook, which we'll get into in the search and the pressure point top part of the topic. But before I do that, I wanted to shift gears and talk about the cloud business. And Google Cloud had a great December quarter. It grew at 25.7% year over year. That compares to 22.5% in the September quarter. So we saw about a 320 basis point acceleration in Google Cloud growth. Now that number was uh, particularly strong when you compare it to what happened to Azure. Azure grew at 30% up from 29% in September. So they accelerated by 100 basis points. So Google Cloud actually had a better acceleration in December relative to Azure. Now, Azure is growing faster overall. It is a bigger business. It's 22% market share versus Google Cloud at 11. So still incredible what Azure is doing. But for Google's business, this was a, uh, a dynamic, a data point that really stung shares after they reported their September quarter. It showed what I think was a, an impressive uh, bounce back in the December quarter. So that's the cloud business. Now we're going to shift to the pressure point, which is related to uh, the search business. Uh, this, uh, as I mentioned, it missed fractionally, but this is the topic that just keeps orbiting in the back of investors' minds. How will Google play itself out? How will they defend their 90% plus mar search market share when there are these other generative search experiences that may take up some of the search share. And this topic uh, generally follows that investors don't believe that Google's search business is going to go away. It just believes that this could be a not, this business could not grow or maybe decline a little bit as they just get kind of uh, paper cuts from across the board from other, uh, these new generative search experiences. So, uh, they hit the topic right away on the earnings call. First topic was just how AI is going to improve search. And they gave examples about how AI is improving search today with comparison search. They talked about the impact of AI on their new generative search, and they, which they previewed last year, and more multimodal using Google Lens and text in combination and having AI-powered results. So they gave some tangible examples about how AI is being used today by Google to improve search. Also AI tools that are used by advertisers to help build search campaigns. And so I thought it was uh, helpful. It was the right call for them to address this at the very top of the earnings call. I don't think it really satisfied investors. The question came up again during the Q&A and in the Q&A the question was, have you seen any impact in your search business relative to what the other generative experiences are out there. And they didn't answer the question, just kind of went back to this, we're an innovative company, we've innovated around search in the past, we're gonna to continue to innovate around search. But they did not specifically answer the question about competition. And when you miss the search 
number by 0.3% fractional miss, it generally still means that this topic about how Google is going to navigate the competitive environment is still alive and well. And this topic is probably going to orbit the Google investment thesis for the next few years. Now, at Deepwater, we're invested in Google, and we believe that what they have around search and the 20-plus years of leading intention data is a competitive advantage and ultimately will train a foundation model that is one of the top foundation models, and Google will benefit from that. But that topic is still alive and well. And kind of adding to some of that concern was CFO Ruth Peratt's commentary when she gave the outlook and she talked about growth in 2024 and said that it will be, uh, her words, uh, sustaining healthy growth off of a larger base. And when you use the words larger base, that is code word for analysts and investors to expect lower growth numbers. When companies are pointing out that they have a larger base, they're hinting you got to keep your numbers lower. So going into the earnings call, the street was looking for about 11.5% top-line growth for Google in 2024. I suspect that that number will probably drift to around 9% after these model revisions. So, And then a separate piece is they had some commentary about CapEx spending, and they said, in 2024, we expect investment in CapEx will be notably larger than in 2023. Uh, that also means that uh, there is a potential impact to margins CapEx is can be a little bit deceiving about how it impacts margins because there's a depreciation uh, component to it and how it's accounted for. It's not operating expenses, for example. But in general, what I, what I think investors heard there is we're still in an aggressive investment cycle. And so when you put that combination of the commentary about larger numbers and then the CapEx, it kind of left investors wondering when's the exciting part of Google's story going to kick in. As I mentioned, Deepwater, we are invested here. We do think they're going to play an outsized role. We still think this is one of the best position companies to benefit from AI longer term. So I'm going to leave it there. On behalf of Google Earnings, I'm Gene. Bye for now.